0: good morning everybody when i was a kid uh the most broadly circulated piece of advice being passed around to kids my age was the well-meaning but but somewhat misguided advice to just be yourself anybody else get that advice could just be yourself why do i say that was somewhat misguided well because i don't know if this is true of you but i didn't know who i was So, I mean, and and most of my friends didn't know who they were. Uh, And it only made it worse when somebody came came to me and said, you know, just be yourself, because that implied that I should know who I was but I didn't know who I was none of my friends knew knew who they were either most of them like m- me were desperately trying to figure out who they were by trying on different personas I mean and there were so many on the on the table right uh, you had your geeks and your jocks and your skaters and your scenesters your hipsters your preppies nerds loners uh goths which I think nowadays are called emo kids if I'm not mistaken And some kids, some of my friends, would just try them all on for size, one at a time, trying to figure out which one of them fits them, as if their identity was as easily determined as that. You know, well, let's just try on this one and see if that fits. But it wasn't as easy as that, was it, being a kid? And you know what? It still isn't as easy as that, is it? And yet, a very fundamental part of growing up is coming to an understanding of who you are, your identity, and learning to embrace who you are and who you are not. Um, we're three weeks into a series we're calling Growing Pains, which is all about growing up, which is something we established up front in this series is a good idea. It's Growing up is something we virtually everyone agrees is a good idea. It's something parents really hope their kids will do. It is something that we all wanted to do when we were kids um but the truth is in reality very very few of us if any of us ever fully grow up we all find ourselves getting stuck in one or more areas of immaturity and consequently we fail to fully become the person that God created us to be. Last week, we talked about how even though God loves us just the way we are, He loves us too much to leave us just the way we are. On the contrary, God is fully committed to our reaching full maturity, to our completion, even if we are not. You know, He's committed to our perfection, as Jesus himself said. You must be perfect um, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. I'm looking for the sermon slide. Maybe you have to re-click this. Uh, sorry, give me a moment. <laughs> hey, when this happens. Um, these are I'm, I'm seeing last week's slides still. I don't know. So I don't know. Anyway, um, even though there was that verse that I used last week. Um, Jesus said, You must be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Uh, because he knows he knows he's, he's not like you know trying to he's not expecting too much of us he's not trying to demand too much of us he just knows that we will never be fully satisfied truly free completely fulfilled until we are as the apostle paul put it until we possess that perfection for which christ for which christ jesus first possessed us And even Paul admits in his letter to the Christians living in Philippi in the first century that he has not reached that point of maturity yet. He he says this, he says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. God being the ultimate master artisan, the, the expert craftsman, is not willing to leave any of his work unfinished. Incomplete, as Paul wrote toward the beginning of that same letter. He said, I am certain that God who began a good work in you will continue his work until the day it is finally finished on the day of Christ's Jesus' return. And as I talked about a little bit last week, uh, this is not something we can do for ourselves. It, so it's not a matter of just trying harder to grow up or, you know, to, to just not be so immature or to get our act together or to make something of ourselves. No, in fact, I, I pointed out that when it comes right down to it, we are merely lumps of clay completely at the mercy of the potter, the, the person who fashions the clay, which, which is God. And really, we have a very, very limited ability to make something out of ourselves. Only God can make something out of us. Our part is simply to be willing to cooperate with and submit ourselves to the work of God as he shapes us, molds us, and forms us into a work of art that bears his image and reflects his loving nature. And he did warn us many times in Scripture that there would be growing pains, that, that, that some of the shaping process would be unpleasant, uncomfortable, or even painful, at times. But he told us that we should welcome such trials and difficulties with joy and gratitude, knowing that they are, in fact, perfecting us. They're bringing us closer to completion and growing us up. We don't always make that connection. You know, we rarely see in the moment how the things that we are suffering are actually working for our good, for our completion. But God promised us over and over that if that they are, in fact, working something glorious and eternal in us when we trust him in those things and submit to him in the middle of them. That's kind of a summary of what we talked about so far in this series. All the messages in this series are and will be on our website, hopesb.com messages. And I encourage you to listen to those messages that you may have missed because they're all kind of connected together. But when it comes to growing into full maturity, to fully become the person God created you to be uh, so that you are fully and completely you. An obvious question arises, how much say do you get in who you will be? How much say do you get in the final masterpiece that is you? How, How much creative input do you have when it comes to who you are becoming? your identity, who you really are. And it seems like kind of a ridiculous question on the surface, doesn't it? Of course you have a lot to say. It's you, you are you, you know, it's your life, right? But is it a ridiculous question? Especially considering some of the verses we looked at so far in this series. One one verse in particular from Isaiah we looked at last week. What sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator. Does a clay pot argue with its maker? does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it saying, stop, you're doing it wrong? Does the pot exclaim, how clumsy can you be? Why would a clay pot argue with its maker? Well, perhaps because it has a different idea of what it should be than the maker does. We are all, after all, we